When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. We had such an exciting week last week because Out of the Pods got into the top 20 on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And it's just been so, so exciting. We just want to thank you guys so, so much for listening in in our first few episodes. Um, But yeah, we just never thought that this would happen. Yeah, we're so excited. And we're just very very grateful to have all of you guys out there because uh, I wanted to say like you know on our social media like I'm not able to put out like my whole personality and I feel like this podcast is so fun to just you know be ourselves and you know share that we have these like fun moments together and the fact that you guys are listening means so much and of course we're like self-publishing we had no idea how hard it would be to you know start a podcast it was just an idea but anyways life has been so much fun um last week we went to brunch with Giannina she is from season one for those of you who don't know um her and her boyfriend Blake came and had brunch with us and it was such a fun time I think that was the first time right night that we actually like sat down with somebody from past season and like had a real conversation with them like it was so much fun yeah it I wish you guys were like a fly on the wall during that conversation because I won't lie like we spilled so (laughs) much tea like I when I watched season one I feel like there was a lot of context missing like And so some of the scenes I didn't really understand and like Giannina provided that context. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And then, you know, I think that we saw similarities between our seasons, not on what was on screen, but what happened behind the the scenes. Like, you know, there's always those like people who kind of fake it on the show. (laughs) And it was kind of interesting to hear there was someone on her season who did that and got away with it. Like this person got a really good edit and we had someone like that on our season. So yeah, it's, it's just interesting to talk about like reality TV with someone who's gone through the same experience as we have. Yeah, I completely agree. And we spilled lots of tea and lots of tequila. Oh yeah, we took a lot of tequila shots. It was like Sunday at 1 p.m. But the conversation was getting so intense. I was like, yeah. I need to. Get we were shot like for this. running home drunk yeah. to Natalie's place. So we got like, fun. we got to go record this podcast. Ooh, let's go. Um, we were also in LA earlier last week to film something fun for Netflix. So that's coming soon. Um, but you know, it's crazy that we still are able to do these like really fun things and like film these these small things um yeah and I think we got like an email from Netflix like Monday night we both looked at each other and we're like should we go should we do it yeah and we're like okay hopped on a plane the next day yeah hopped on a plane spent 24 hours in LA and and came back to to record this podcast I do have to say it's a nice bonding experience for us though is it (laughs) I think so the pods what are you weren't saying? enough. The, the pods weren't enough for us. Clearly not. We started a podcast. We're, we're already trauma bonded and you really needed an LA trip. I need more trauma, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was a really, really fun week. Yeah. And if we're being honest, like just 
this podcast alone has taken so much time. We have a small team. We've got Dania, our our sound producer, and then we've got Chris doing our visuals. We'll introduce them probably in a later episode. But um, it's still been really tough because we just have a small team. And like Deepti said, we're doing this on our own. But it's been so fun, and we're glad that you guys are enjoying it. So we're just ready to get into it, I guess. Yeah, we've got a packed episode today. We're covering all of the Love is Blind updates, along with recapping episode six to eight of season four, which dropped on Friday. So, but before we get into it, like, we got a lot of people sending in so much content from TikToks, like, from all the socials. We've heard some crazy tea. Like, for example, Kwame auditioned for uh, married at first sight did you see this yeah so there's a tiktok where um someone takes a screen grab of one of the episodes from married at first sight and so if you guys are unfamiliar with the show they start some of the episodes with like these additions like like american idol where you see singers auditioning for american idol they do the same thing for married at first sight and literally like it's a point millisecond yeah like a very short short clip you see Kwame in the background during these uh, this uh, like addition segment people are saying like oh this guy like obviously wants to be on reality tv he's not genuine but I think people don't know that the production company that produces love is blind also produces married at first sight so my theory is is he auditioned for married at first sight they really liked him but he didn't end up on the show and they saved his application for love Love is Is Blind. blind That's my theory. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, um, you know, he's just he's just out there and Love is Blind was like, wait, let me just scoop him up. But I'm like the Hawkeyes for you people out there. Like, seriously, you guys did great. And then let's talk about Zach's song, Blarney Stone. What He didn't write that song. Yeah. So if you guys remember Zach saying to Irina back in the pods when he was proposing to her and he says, I wrote you a song. But then there's a bunch of TikToks that show that he didn't write the song okay so i put up a poll on this and i said okay do you guys think that editor like they just edited it out where he's like actually i didn't really write that song but no everyone seems to be on the same consensus that he just lied and i'm like zach how did you think you're not gonna get caught see i don't think they edited out that like why would he say i wrote you a song and says no just kidding i didn't well like what if he like sang it and then he's like actually did you like it i didn't actually sing it i just tweaked a few words you know he could have said that I think you're reaching here but i know i I'm actually just... think i think he did respond to this did he yeah i feel like i saw something where he responded and said they did cut something out where uh, he's just trying to save himself yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like you're just trying to save yourself dude also too. anytime i see zach on my socials i'm like who is this man with his beard and his curly hair I'm yeah like, if you guys go to zach's instagram he looks so so, so different. different than his appearance on the show like I his physical it. appearance he, yeah i think he's yeah. a cute guy yeah <laughs> um we also got a lot of updates on micah <laughs> so last week irena and micah pretty much doubled down on their mean girl behavior in their interviews with entertainment weekly by saying you know if there were feelings hurt so be it and they kind of just you know chalked it up to oh this humor kind of was a way to uh, it was like a coping mechanism essentially to help them with this like really serious and intense situation but i don't know i felt like that was just such a cop-out like i get it there's different ways to have coping mechanisms but it can't be at the expense of another person's feelings but you know i guess she did apologize right yeah it was um it was hard seeing them double down on what they did during those episodes the first few episodes that we watched of this season um 
because they were receiving so much backlash. So I was like, you're really saying that this was a coping mechanism? But I will give props to Micah. She did apologize a few days after that article came out on her Instagram story saying, I'm sorry I've triggered so many of you with my behavior. And it actually felt like a heartfelt apology. She said, you know, she hopes to grow from her immaturity. So, you know, I hope to see that, whether it be during the reunion show or, you know, hopefully there is an after the altar for them. Yeah, but, that, um, that, uh, that apology was written really well. So either it was from her or from her PR or she team. she has a really good PR I team. I was like, damn, you guys did well. <laughs> yeah. But speaking uh, about Micah, there was a TikTok video that came out about her and Paul, I think, earlier last week. So... A woman says that she met Micah and Paul in May 2022. We know that their season was filmed April to May 2022. So we're not sure if it was during filming or after filming. I think it was after because this woman met them at Scottsdale. This woman says that she met Micah and Paul because Micah lived in the same um apartment Apartment complex complex, as her friend and like you know Micah came up saying like I don't have a lot of friends here and just started chatting it up but Micah admits that she did a big reality tv show on Netflix and says that her relationship with Paul was forced we don't know if these two get married or not but we have seen the same thing being said by other people as well throughout TikTok where people have met Micah and she says like I've done this big Netflix show and they forced me to stay with Paul so it's very just very interesting again it kind of aligns what I heard from my sources where at least on her end it's not very genuine like in in terms of her intentions of being on the show no exactly and she gave up that information so easily it wasn't like she this friend had to extract this information out of her but this bit of information made me watch this these next couple episodes in a different lens like I was like oh like I really want to like you guys but I have this like thing in the back of my head where I'm thinking about this video you know yeah because she's definitely getting the redemption edit we're gonna go into the to the episodes a little bit more but they she's definitely coming off very well compared to the first set of episodes that came out um two weeks ago so yeah but same same thing for me I just hearing you know, what people are saying about her who know her personally or who have met her. And she's been very honest where she tells people like, yeah, I, you know, the show forced me to stay with Paul type of thing. And then also what I've heard from people on set and from the cast, like um, it it does make me watch her interactions with Paul in a different light. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we also got an update from Jackie. She posted something to her Instagram and it kind of addressed why she was having a hard time in Mexico because we were all left really confused in the last set of episodes because, um, you know, she was just like kind of crying. And it turns out that her father has a cancer diagnosis. And so she also is like the head of the household. So I'm assuming that she probably, you know, supports them financially and emotionally as well. So I think there was a lot um, weighing heavy on her mind at the time, which it, it does speak to, you know, know why she wasn't fully present there yeah yeah and and we talked about this in our last episode how we feel like Netflix edited out you know some of the context in terms of why she was having that breakdown in her conversation with um, Marshall um, in Mexico so uh, this makes a lot of sense in my eyes um, but she does you know have similar moments throughout these next three episodes as well yeah we'll get into that but before we do Jessica Batten, oh my goodness, she is 
30 weeks into her pregnancy and oh my gosh we are just so happy for her yeah so she posted on instagram that she's 30 weeks along and we were talking about this when we were at brunch with Gianina and Jessica is thriving. I think she's thriving the most from the Love is Blind franchise. Like mm-hmm. she's married to Hot Doctor. Like he's sexy. She's pregnant. <laughs> she lives in California. She just looks like she lives a life. And you could tell she's really, really happy. She rarely posts on social media. But when she does, it's like you could tell she's just living a really, really good life. Fun fact, she is the first person I talked to um, before my season came out. So I reached out to her before my season came out just to get a lot of, you know, just to ask for advice. And she is so kind, Mm -hmm. like truly one of the kindest cast members I've ever met. And we've talked to a lot of them, you know, throughout, Yeah, yeah, you know, after the show and like going to these Netflix events and Jessica will always be my favorite. Yeah. And even when I was when we were filming the camera woman that was working with us, she actually was the one who shot that scene of her giving the wine to her dog. Jessica. Jessica was. Yeah. And so I just and she told me she was like, she's the kindest, sweetest soul ever. When I filmed that, I thought it was just going to be something like really funny to put out there. But it became like a huge phenomenon. And like she's so misunderstood. But that's what I've heard, too. I haven't personally talked to her, but I've heard she's an amazing person. Like, yeah, just a pure just, good soul. She's very nice. Um, I will say, like, I don't think it's good to give your dog wine. No, that was not. <laughs> that's against her judgment. <laughs> but, but you know, we all kind of make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> but I will say she is um, just like a really kind person. Um, not the person that is portrayed on season one. So she's definitely grown from it. Yeah. And also, we heard that Love is Blind is casting already for season 10 and 11. Like, uh, what are the cities? Denver and Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're already starting on casting (laughs) for, like, future seasons. Like, we're just on season four, and they're casting for seasons 10 and 11. Like, that's crazy. I mean, good for us. So we could keep talking about it. Yeah, talk about job security, Job security. Um. But bad news if you're not a big fan of the show. Yeah, so. well, then just don't watch it. Just yeah. keep scrolling. Yeah, let's get into Woo! these new set of episodes of <laughs> Love is Blind Season 4. So like Deepti said earlier, um, episodes 6 through 8 dropped, and they are action-packed. Like, there is a lot that happens in these episodes, a lot of dramas. But episode 6 starts with the couples leaving Mexico. Everyone is in a good mood. They don't really show Irina and Zach. We already know that they've decided to end their relationship. But I was laughing at the scene where the couples are walking into their shared apartments because I remember when we had to do that, like carry our suitcases in. And you just know that they had to film that like three, four times. <laughs> and they have to act like so happy and shocked each time as they walk yeah, into remember, their apartment. Like Marshall's carrying those two bags yeah. up, up the stairs. I was like, at least we didn't have stairs. Yeah. And I know we got a question about this, about the apartments. Um, so production actually provides those shared apartments. So we um, we just live in them during the duration of filming. Um, but someone asked, like, do the married couples get to keep those apartments? And you don't. They're yeah. just for the duration of filming. You still have your, like, actual apartments. Like, the contestants probably still have their actual apartments. Yeah. They just live in those shared apartments for filming purposes. Yeah. Do you want to hear something fucked up? What? <laughs> when uh, when we were in those apartments, Shake actually told my producer in front of me, he was like, I will marry Deep T if you let me keep this apartment for two years. <gasps> Literally. I was like, my face just, my jaw dropped. I was like, did you... The fact that he thought that he could just say that in front of me, I was just like, really? Wait, was he serious? Yes. Well, I don't know how serious he was. <laughs> but I, it sounded very serious. He's like, I just love this apartment. I was like, bro, 
to be honest, it was a they were really, really nice, nice apartments. apartments. Like we were in penthouses yes. in the South Loop of Chicago, and the views were phenomenal. Ooh. I was yeah. like watching fireworks all the time, like every Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, it was they so do great. they do fireworks at um, Navy Pier, and and so you could see them from from our windows. From our, it was so nice. Yeah, it was really good. But, but that is. Yeah, the shape would say that. I know, but overall, in these episodes, I, there were so many moments that I found myself crying. And I think my favorite part about this set of episodes is meeting the parents because it really creates so much more depth into the their relationships and like adds this like layer of intimacy, like where you get to see like even for us as viewers, you get to see like where they come from, who their families are, like how they were brought up, and I think that just like really brings the couples closer and we get more attached to the to the people as well you know so I just like I love that can I just make a side comment <laughs> one of the things I love about Deep D is she's so positive she's like I love when <laughs> when the couples meet the parents I thought so there were moments that are like oh these are great like yeah. parent couple meetings and mm-hmm. then some were just like not like the, the Kwame and his mom phone call. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why they... Okay, we'll get into that because I think there's a reason why they, they aired that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. But I know what you mean. It's, sometimes it can be really awkward, but in this set of episodes, I felt like they were actually pretty sweet. Yeah, I did love when um, Chelsea and Kwame meet Chelsea's dad, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he was so supportive off the bat just brought tears into my eyes. I'm not going to lie. I actually... I did cry during See? that moment because it reminds me about of- positivity honey <laughs> i take back everything i yes, said i backtrack <laughs> um well it reminded me of my dad when shane met my parents and how supportive my dad was my mom was supportive to like an extent but i think she was more of the what are you guys doing mm-hmm. but just seeing when a parent is so supportive I just, regardless of how they're feeling, like, I'm sure my dad wasn't happy about the whole experiment and the fact that I was getting married so quickly, but, and he might have faked his support, but I loved it mm-hmm. because we're going through so much stress. Like, I don't think people realize, like, the stress of filming and also working your real job at the same time and then trying to figure out if you're going to marry a person, like, it really takes a toll on you. Yeah. And that's why I loved what you said because you were like basically your dad kind of trusts you that you're making a good decision for yourself and that's what it was for Kwame in reverse yeah because he was looking for that validation from his mom when he calls her and I think that's why they aired this moment because you know after he hangs up the phone with his mom and we don't hear her of course but you know he says to Chelsea he's like hey you have to understand that the decisions I made in my life have been good ones and I accepted all the failures in order Order to find the successes so he's essentially like looking for validation to be like hey like I've lived my life and I've made mistakes yes but I've learned from them and you should trust me that you know he just wants a little bit of credit and like support in saying that you know I made the right choice by proposing to Chelsea and ultimately wanting to marry her and you know he just doesn't get that and I think it's kind of sad yeah so I said a comment to Deep D yesterday as well as I was watching the episodes that um like at some point, parents just have to trust that they raise their kids to make the right decisions for themselves. Um, and, and so I love that my dad did that. I love that Chelsea's dad did that for her. But yeah, it was really tough to watch the phone call Kwame had with his mom. I saw some comments on social media, people saying like, was that phone call faked? But like production doesn't do that. They don't have you like reenact a, a, scenario. a, a scenario or a yeah. scene again. My theory is that 
his mom didn't want her voice to be heard on TV and like probably didn't sign a release. So you're just hearing Kwame's side of the conversation. She probably just didn't want to be filmed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And it's interesting with Kwame and Chelsea. I don't know. I, I'm having a tough time with these two because I'm just like scared of the outcome here. I just feel like they kind of want two different things and like the milestones that they want to reach in life. I feel like their timing is off. And I, did you notice this? Like, I just felt like Chelsea is so damn sure of what she wants out of life. But I feel like Kwame is the one making most of the compromises. And like, we love a sure queen, but I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about that. Cause I was like, I don't know. It comes off a little pushy. Like, can you just give him something? Like, did you really say we love a sure queen? Yes. We love a sure queen. I love somebody who's, she's just like, fucking. she's, she's a sure queen. She's so confident. She's confident in what she wants and she's not willing to budge. She's like, no, I'm not going to move to Portland. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. You know, like... I could see why it seems pushy because Kwame is so, like... I don't even know if I would describe him, like, go with the flow. Yeah. It's tough, though, because, like, in one sense, I agree with Chelsea when she says, like, marriage is compromised. But on the other hand, if you guys can't agree on fundamental things like when to have children and it really just doesn't align, like, you could try compromise, but sometimes it's, like, incompatibility in, in terms of, like your life goals yeah and uh, and that's the thing like when she says well that's marriage for you we hear it we hear her say it twice and I'm like you can't just say that like yes marriage is a compromise but it has to be in equal parts essentially because like think about this scenario right they get married Kwame moves out of his apartment in Portland moves home or moves into Chelsea's apartment right and Chelsea goes to work seven to seven every single day and that's like the majority of the time he's by himself with her dog which he loves it's fine Rocky's like amazing but he doesn't have any friends he has to leave behind soccer leave behind everything you know and it's not like you know what does he say he's like it's not that I I'm afraid to make these sacrifices essentially it's that you know just I want you to understand that from my perspective this is going to be a very hard transition for me mm. and you know just to understand that and yeah no I see it I I think I had such a bad taste in my mouth after watching the first set of episodes like after Kwame has that inappropriate conversation with Micah in Mexico that I'm like constantly side-eyeing Kwame <laughs> throughout these episodes because I, I won't lie I, I did like him in moments in these new set of episodes until he has another conversation with Micah at Chelsea's birthday that was weird yeah uh, I just I was like okay again you guys are talking about how I saw potential in each other I care about you and I was like really like Kwame? give it up like yeah, move on honestly and then when he does the interview like the side interview of him he's like remember he's like I will Chelsea or uh, he, he says Micah will always have a special place in my heart it's like bro what like no yeah no no she shouldn't have a special place in your heart no, please. no she shouldn't have a place in your heart at all <laughs> exactly let it go um oh, we have so much more to talk about Chelsea's birthday but yeah, um, I, I did want to go back Mm -hmm. and and talk about a comment that Kwame made in episode six where he he says you know three weeks ago I was sitting on my couch playing Xbox with my boxers on and like you know here I am in, engaged and I had the same thought I remember and I said the same thing to Shane um, when we were filming like I was looking at him on the couch and be like oh my gosh I can't believe like three four weeks ago I didn't know you and I was just like this like single girl <laughs> 
in her cubicle, like typing away. I don't know. And then here I am on like, now there's a you know, in a big ass shared apartment with you who I'm engaged to. I know it's, it's, it's definitely a weird feeling. Um, it's funny because I, I never had that moment cause I didn't have an apartment in Chicago at the time. Oh, right. You, you were remember? living in, I was living back home with my parents yeah. in Bloomington. Okay. And so, cause I got rid of my apartment during COVID. And so I never had, that. I was like, I'm so ready to get the hell out of here. <laughs> like that was me. I was like, change, change, change. But crazy. Yeah. It is kind of wild. To think yeah. About. Don't you ever think about that? Like while we were filming, like, wow, I can't believe three weeks ago we were kind of like living normal lives and then all of a sudden things are just just changed 100 percent. yeah 100 percent different like a w- full 180 in on life but well speaking about full 180s i feel like micah and paul's relationship definitely has taken a redemption arc yeah yeah they are looking like they're a really good match i will say i don't really see the chemistry between them you, you mean you didn't like the footsie playing on the balcony you didn't find chemistry there i hate feet in general like even looking at your feet right now i'm like oh bro i have socks on what do you mean oh <laughs> no but you're right i, was trying I, to, I also I was just trying to be feet. petty she's so mean sometimes um yeah uh, here's the thing about them we already know what we know about them yeah through like things we've heard from our sources but also now people on social media who have talked about like meeting her and things that she has said about her relationship with Paul, which she said was essentially forced. It's hard to watch these episodes because I feel like her and Paul are doing the same thing that Shane and I did. In what way? So Shane and I, like, I wouldn't say we faked our scenes, but we definitely like hid a lot from the camera. So mm-hmm. I guess for a different intention, like Shane and I were actually like very much in love and we were very much genuine for like our love for each other. Like I really thought I was going to marry Shane up until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did agree to put like our best foot forward and never to fight or bring our problems on camera for the reason of like, if we have kids one day, like we don't want them to watch their parents fighting on TV. Yeah. You were just considerate of how you yeah. showed up. And that's, that's the reason why Shane and I, you know, during the episodes on our season, on season two, we look like we're going to make it because we were really putting our best foot forward and just making sure we looked like a really happy couple. But in reality, we were fighting quite a bit behind the scenes. Like it was, I wouldn't say it was bad, but like we argued quite a bit and no one really saw that. Yeah. I think uh, similarly, like Shake and I would do the same thing. I think like I always told him, I was like, I really don't want to talk about intimate things on camera. Like that's not good for my family to watch too. So I definitely can understand that vibe where you're like, no, I really don't want to say certain things. And I, you know, you like anytime you go through life, right, you have these masks on and, you know, when you go to work, you put a certain mask on when you're with your friends, you have a certain mask on. It's like, that's the same thing with reality TV, you know, filming is happening your cameras are around you you want to put your best foot forward it's like yeah. you're not going to air out your dirty laundry all the time you know there's like exactly. certain things you want to take care of behind the scenes yeah I remember one time Shane and I got into a really big fight and our producers knew about it so they wanted us to talk about it on camera and we were about to and then again Shane and I had the conversation like what if our kids watch this one day and then so our producers think that you know they kind of like they say, like, hey, you're going to film tomorrow. Like, talk about the fight that you just had. So, you know, it could be, like, this is what's happening in their, re- in their relationship. And I remember Shane and I, like, 
in front of the cameras just like act like a fight never happened yeah. like we're and her producers are like what the heck is going on not saying that we again weren't being genuine in front of the cameras like the love you see is the love Shane and I had for each other but was it true reality or like a true reflection of how my relationship was with Shane no yeah like it's it's kind of like say for example you're going to a party but like right before the party you get into a fight with Shane right yeah it's not like you're gonna go into the party together and start fighting you know you're gonna be yeah. like all right let's just like fucking squash it for now yeah, let's squash and then it. we'll talk about it later and exactly. I'm gonna yell at you exactly yeah that's yeah. kind of like the vibe so, so I guess what we're trying to get at is it's easy to kind of fake scenes during filming um because you know, you're not filming 24-7. You have, like, set filming times. And you have times to discuss, like, what you are going to do on camera. Yeah. Yeah, I think we find that um, the the meeting of the parents was actually really sweet with Micah and Paul. Like, <laughs> Paul's mom. Tell me Paul's mom is not, like, a ditto copy <laughs> of Micah. <laughs> yeah, like... I had this moment where I was like, oh, now I see now why I see. Paul likes Micah. Yeah. And also, I have to say, Paul's mom is the girlfriend that you want in your life because she dug so deep and got so much tea on her before she even got to that lunch. I was like, oh, like, this is what yeah. the level of investigation I need my girlfriends to have. Yeah. Paul's mom goes like, yeah, I know that what your mom does, she runs a daycare. So she's saying this to Micah. She knows that Micah's mom runs a daycare and like where her parents are from and what her parents' names are. Okay, like, I get it. I totally get it. But her admitting it on TV made me cringe a bit. (laughs) No. She's a paralegal. She's plugging it. (laughs) Like, I get it. I get it. But I always say this. When a girl is dating another man, we become, like, FBI agents. Like, we know everything. But do we ever say it out loud? No. I I was like, keep the secrets to yourself, (laughs) Paul's mom. Maybe, maybe. I Yeah, I don't know. But Micah's parents were also really cute. They seemed very supportive. Yeah, I, I did love her her dad. He's like, <laughs> I like Paul because his name is Paul, but he might be a serial, serial <laughs> killer for all I know. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, it was really funny. Okay, let's, let's really quickly talk about Irina and Micah's meetup, though. I thought that was, um, I loved when Micah was just like, you know, like, if I marry Paul and you get a little drunk, like, are you going to get flirty? Like, and that's a valid question, in my opinion. So I I really liked how Micah confronted Irina. She was just like, Paul's not interested. Yeah. Um. When Irina was like, oh, like, you know, I just had an attraction to Paul after being with Zach, like all this stuff. So something must have gone down behind the scenes because Micah starts talking about how she heard in the airport on their on their way from Mexico to Seattle that, you know, Irina had an attraction to Paul. And so there must have been conversations off camera. But I thought Micah was being really hypocritical as she was confronting Irina because so hypocritical. Micah flirted with Kwame. Like three days ago. I know. <laughs> and Micah's like, oh, tells Irina, like, you're flirting with Paul, put me in a bad headspace. And I was like, oh, how do you think you made Chelsea feel? Yeah. I mean, granted, like Chelsea and Micah are not as close as Irina and Micah, but still, I'm like Still, no, that is not an excuse. Yeah. I thought Micah was so hypocritical. And I want to be like Karma's bitch. Yeah. Talk about kettle calling the black pot black. What is that? What is that saying, you guys? Talk about the Oh, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. That's the term. <laughs> I Thank you. It. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Our visual <laughs> videographer over here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, okay. Talking about, like, mean girls, I don't know what it is, but Micah, I feel like, just attracts 
friends that are kind of mean i don't know like when we had that uh, when paul came or when micah brought paul to her best friend's birthday party um i was just so turned off by that entire interaction like they were being such bullies to paul in my opinion like what is her name shelly shelby Shelby. it's shelby Shelby. i didn't really understand that conversation um like why shelby took the stance of not liking paul and thinking like he wasn't good enough for micah yeah i have an interesting theory about that okay what's your theory (laughs) my theory okay so just because we've been hearing all these like kind of rumors and and things about micah and paul not being genuine essentially i i don't know why my head went here but what if like micah talked to her friend and was like why don't you just like not disapp- why don't you just disapprove of this relationship so i kind of have more like support for leaving him at the altar or like for our relationship not working out i don't know it could be really far fetched but i don't know why my mind went there immediately when i was like cuz she came on so forcefully and i was like dude you've literally known him like maybe an hour and you're already like making these assumptions that he's not good enough or like this isn't what you deserve like i mean that is what? an interesting theory because I'm sure Micah already talked about Paul to her friends before that scene. Absolutely. Just like we both did. Yeah. Like- and and not to mention, remember, as soon as we got our phones back after Mexico, what what was the first thing we all did? Creeped on every single person on Instagram. We were just like, who is everyone? Like, I know my brother and my sister-in-law were like, who is Shake? Like, who the hell is this person? Yeah. You yeah. know they're going to do that. I mean, the first thing I did when I got my, phones ba- my phone back is I FaceTimed my best friends. Mm-hmm. But I also had, like, private conversations being like you know this is how my conversation or like this is you know what my connection to Shane is like this is how I'm feeling and I was really honest so I don't know if Micah did that with Shelby at one point that wasn't shown so Shelby came to the conclusion that like he's not good enough for her or yeah you're right maybe you know she asked Shelby can you act like you don't like Paul so that's my out when I get to the altar I don't yeah. know and it's also I, I found it kind of distasteful that Micah didn't stick up for Paul she was she kind of was like more on her friend's side and you know what did Micah's like can't say that I care about like some of the comments that Shelby was making and Micah's like well that's a really bad attitude to have like you should care what she says and it's like bro like stick up for her fiance like he's being fucking bullied what do you say a roast of Paul and that was a roast of Paul (laughs) I will say I do love how Paul was like (laughs) like I don't care what you or like I don't really care what she says or I like don't personally like take it I loved it you know I was like like, good for you Paul good for you good for you um but yeah they're a very interesting couple again I think we're pretty like our perspectives on them are like clouded by what's been on social media and what we've heard so I feel bad just like kind of recapping their their story right now because I do feel like we're a bit biased (laughs) I know I feel bad about that but you know who we're not biased about is Tiff and Brett like bro the perfect couple they are the Lauren and Cameron of this season I am like 99% sure they're getting married if they're not shame on (laughs) Brett or Tiffany whoever says no at the altar yeah they are perfect exactly um I liked the scenes where they're you know they're intermingling that was like some of my favorite parts is when they get to see their apartments and things and uh Brett Brett has some money honey Brett has some money like he makes just like a casual comment asking Tiffany like do you like my place or do you think we need to upgrade to a, a two or three bedroom and I was like 
Oh, <laughs> I was like, those are words of love. I know. And then he casually puts it in there when they're talking about like splitting financials and things. He's like, yeah, it could be like a 60, 40 or like a 70, 30. And I was just like, oh, Brett, like you, you're trying to take like a m- majority of that portion. Like that was just, oh, I loved it. I know. I loved it. But did you cut that catch their conversation about the luggage, how he spent $200 on luggage? Yes. No, it's no, 1200 1200 Yes. On a check. A check and uh, luggage? Yeah, a check, check back like the luggage. Bigger, I call it the India suitcase because when I go to India, <laughs> I get those giant suitcases. Okay, for me, I'm like, I was like, are you kidding me, Brad? Okay, but also, he probably has an unlimited, like a, a, a lifetime warranty. So or that you makes could, it worth it. Or you could buy a $60 luggage every 10 years and still spend less than $1,200. Girl, buy. Give me some fashion with the luggage. Oh my God. It's all about how you present yourself. And Brett presents himself so beautifully. He's so well-dressed. Yeah. Like. I mean, clearly, I feel like he is the full package and that he's obviously got his life together. Mm-hmm. He's got a prominent job at Nike. He clearly makes a lot of money. And he is just, like, physically... Beautiful. Beautiful man. Like, a flawless chocolate man. But <laughs> Tiffany is also very beautiful. You could tell oh, yeah, she's, she's a kind, kind person. And just, she's so, so genuine to me. Yeah. Like, she is by far my favorite. What really angered me in these episodes is, like, Brett and Tiffany get, like, very little airtime. And I get it because they're drama-free, but I'm like, yeah, we love the drama, but we also watch for the love stories. At least I do. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And um, actually, one of their scenes was another moment that I cried in these episodes because when tiffany's friend was talking about her she got so emotional and it just like kind of reminded me of my friendships because they just see like how good of a person you are and like such she has such a beautiful soul that she just deserves the best and the fact that she found that in brett i think is just like such a happy moment and it really it really brought tears to my eyes i thought it was so lovely yeah um so tiffany and brett meeting tiffany's friends and just seeing how Obviously, they want the best for Tiffany, and you could tell they're protective of her. But what a difference to Micah's friend. Mm-hmm. Like, the maturity yes. level between those two friend groups is, it's like night and Polar day. Because yeah. they both want the best for their friends. I mean, Shelby says, like, I just want the best for you. Mm-hmm. But the way that they do it, I think, says a lot about them. I always say, like, the people you surround yourself with says a lot about you. And it says a lot about Tiffany and Micah. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what you say. It's also how you say it. I think it's just, like, so important. But... Okay, let's get into Zach and Bliss. That first encounter, oh my God. Remember when he goes, do you find my eye contact to be too much? Yeah, and I do love that she responded, no, why? And she kind of put the blame on herself. And I was like, I loved that moment. It randomly gave me chills because... Natalie got chills? (laughs) That rarely happens. I have like (laughs) typically no emotions. I have a black heart. Um, But it, yes, (laughs) I do. Natalie's self deprecating, so please don't listen to her. (laughs) No, but I also have like, okay, we're like going off topic, but going through this entire Love is Blind experience, I have become such a pessimistic person. Like, I am pessimistic about love. (laughs) You're jaded now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm jaded. I was like, I don't believe in love anymore. Stop it. But I do believe in Tiffany and Brett's love. But I also do believe in Zach and Bliss's love. Um, Really, that moment did give me chills because, you know, you see Irina make fun of 
Zach for not blinking and for maintaining too much eye contact in the earlier episodes. And then now you meet Bliss, who really doesn't care. Yeah. You know that saying that they say it's like, you're never too much for the right person and you will never be enough (gasps) for the wrong person. I was like, this is the statement. That was the moment that I felt. I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Wait. Yeah. I've never heard that before. You suck. You you have heard that. I've never heard that before. What? I thought you were trolling me. You no, I've never heard that really? before. Oh my gosh, it's so sweet. I loved it. And also you can tell, like, you can tell in these episodes, um, I feel like Bliss brings out a side of Zach that we don't see. Like, we get a different version of him. He's, like, way more confident and sure of himself and just, like, present. And, like, his quirky little things are, like, kind of balanced out by Bliss's, like, just calmness. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Like, I like them together. I did like that in their initial meeting, you could tell they just really get along more so than um, him and Irina. I saw some comments on social media being like, why does Zach get a second chance, though? Like, why did Mm. they bring him back? Like, he could have explored something with Bliss off the camera, like people have done in previous seasons. My theory is that production needed at least five couples to film because we've got 12 episodes this season, and that's more than any other season. And I, I think that they... They needed at least five. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And it is interesting that you said, you know, why does Zach get a second chance? And it's like, I think that's something that Bliss is also dealing with in these episodes. She's like struggling because she had to swallow her pride essentially and be like, okay, I guess I'm going to go back to this person. But she believes in her heart. She said, you know, on that very first date that I went on with Zach, I knew that was my person. And I think that's why she's swallowing her pride and kind of continuing on and she like goes back to him and it does kind of suck though i'd be like you know it would be hard for me because i was like well am i a second choice to you yeah i mean it's very clear she feels like the second choice can we go back to that initial conversation that they have because zach says some like says two things that i found very weird the first one he says is that he knew the moment he walked out of the door after breaking up with bliss he knew that he had messed up and i was like why didn't you walk back into the door then (laughs) like why did you go so far and then propose to irena and Mm. so i don't know i just i feel like he's like backtracking a lot and not kind of acknowledging the situation as it is yeah um and the other thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is when he tells bliss your voice doesn't match your body Yes. I wasn't sure what that meant because he keeps saying like, oh, you're like, he keeps telling her like, you're nerdy and you're also weird like me. I took that when he said that, I took it that he viewed Bliss to be less beautiful than she is. Like more of a nerdier look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my theory is that's why he went for Irina thinking like Irina was this like hot Russian bombshell. And that's why he rejected Bliss because he didn't think Bliss would be as beautiful as she is. That is my theory. Yeah. That's what I think he meant by like your voice doesn't match your body. So I don't know. I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, the analyst. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I could I could see that actually. And he's like, fuck, I, I like I fucked up. Like, oops. Yeah. I didn't like he's that lucky. in a later conversation. He doesn't acknowledge that she feels like the second choice yes i know and you can really see his lawyer um antics come out a little bit because he's like very forceful and he's like you're not actually a second choice if you really think about it like i knew from the beginning and it's like bro what like just let her speak and like be in her feels you know but zach does that a lot he just like interrupts a lot like he interrupts paul a lot during their conversation oh my god you notice that too every time paul tries to talk he just overpowers him i'm like can you let the man speak please like 
I, I noticed that too. Interesting. Also, can I just say, being on a boat, why were they allowed to wear shoes on a boat? That was like, I was like, oh my God, like, what? When you're on a boat, you should not be wearing shoes. That's why? like a big no no. People it's wear just, berries on boats. It's just berries like, are water shoes. Yeah, well, that's that's or why. Boat shoes. Yeah, you can wear boat shoes, but like you can't wear like outside shoes on a boat. That's Girl, like boat boat etiquette. This is filming. You think they care about boat etiquette? You should have boat. Et- are you right? No free if feet. I, if, no free feet. <laughs> <laughs> no free feet pics. If I was filming a TV show and. I would still I would wear heels on that boat. Yo, I don't that care. is like that is that should be illegal anyways. You okay. know how, anyway. you know I that didn't even I didn't even notice that. Okay, I definitely did. So. I don't go on <laughs> clearly I don't go on enough boats like Deep D. I don't go on that many boats and I still knew. But I I did love that they had a date on a boat cuz I compared it to the date he had with Irina in Mexico, which was also on a boat. And that one was so, so awkward. And, you know, like Irina's like, don't touch me. And then you you compare it to his boat date with Bliss, where there's never a skip in their conversation. They're getting along so well. And he even kisses her and proposes to her. It was actually like a not an ick kiss. It was cute. Yeah, it was very, very yeah. cute. Yeah. You know what? Zach and Bliss, we are here for them. I do love their like weird, nerdy interactions. I, I do really like them as a couple. And I, I am actually rooting for them. <laughs> <laughs> the word like left my brain. <laughs> I'm rooting for them. Yes, we are. We are rooting. I think that's going to be the two couples that make it. But we'll see. But I don't know. Speaking of couples who are going to make it, do you think Jackie and Marshall? No. (laughs) I know. Because, okay, the episode starts off with so much love. Like, you see Marshall cooking breakfast for her in the morning. She, like, rolls out of bed. And she's, like, so grateful. She's like, oh, my God, you made me breakfast. Like, I have got nothing on you, baby. (laughs) Like, you know, she's just, like, so in love and, like, so happy to be with him, it felt like. And then just takes, like, a quick turn, right? Like... Yeah, I want to give her a lot of grace during these episodes because, you know, we obviously know that her dad had cancer and she was probably going through a lot mentally. Like Shane's father passed two months before he started filming for Love is Blind. And I know that impacted him a lot during filming. So like I want to be I want to give her empathy and be like, I get it. But at the same time, you could tell the way that Marshall and Jackie like the way that they fight is extremely toxic. Yeah. No, you can 100% tell. And you're completely right. I think the the fight makes me really question their compatibility when it comes to their love languages. Jackie and Marshall get into a fight where Marshall actually ends up leaving and we start a scene with him coming back into their shared apartment or shared home and Jackie's also packing up and Marshall says, "Jackie told me last night to man up." And Jackie says, no, I didn't tell him that. I said that he needs to be more aggressive and he needs to boss up. But they fight about it. Um, I think when she says aggressive, it, it seems like she means like sexually. Yeah, like, sexually in the bedroom. She goes, I want you to like churn me on or try to like churn me on. And he goes, I'm not like that. Yeah. And then he also said the same thing. He's like, well, what are you doing for yeah. me, Jackie? Like, you're not doing anything to like be in that same mindset on the other way around also, you know? So they're kind of just... That's what I mean by their compatibility. I just don't think that their love language is aligned. And and like you said, Jackie's going through so much right now. And, you know, her mom doesn't approve of the way that she's getting married. Her dad is battling cancer. You know, she's getting married, which is a lot of stress. And she's navigating her feelings around wanting more from Marshall as a sexual partner. So I feel like she's just like 
at an all-time high with her emotions and I'm like Carl like I, I can kind of feel for her but I I didn't like the way she was yelling at him and saying certain things I was just like not Marshall he's like a little teddy bear yeah I'm going back to a comment she made back in Mexico where she tells Marshall you are someone I need yes she goes I hope I don't revert when we get back to Seattle and I feel like she's reverting she wants that like aggressive toxic man and, like, Marshall is this, like, confident, emotional, secure, gentle man. And, like, sh- I think she knows she needs that. But it's, like, she she doesn't want it right now. Yeah, that's what I was – that's exactly my thought. I was, like, I I think she wants a man like Michael but I, or Marshall. But I don't think – is she ready for a man like that? I don't think she is yet. Yeah, but I, I had the same thought where I was getting really impatient with Jackie being impatient, irritated, and a bit <laughs> moody. I will say – that their their argument, uh, for me, just watching that happen, I was like, there's no way that this couple can work out. It reminded me of Shane and I, the way that we would argue, um, where you're just pushing each other's buttons so much that everything kind of explodes. Like, Marshall even says to Jackie, like, I saw you as a project. Like, I saw the potential in you. And I thought that was, oh, when he said that, I was like, Marshall, no, that's the worst thing to say. I think Marshall is like me because – if we're getting really deep, no, I viewed Shane the same way. Not as a project, but I loved the potential in Shane. And I felt like being this caregiver to him, like as if he needed me to be a better person. And I think Marshall feels that that way with Jackie. And he says it. He goes, I, you know, I thought I could uplift you or empower you or like essentially make you a better person. And that is like a very toxic way of loving someone yeah you can't fix the other person but according to my therapist (laughs) (laughs) and and so I think it was really tough seeing him call her a project like I totally understand why she was offended by that and um, it was the wrong thing to say and he knows that too he just said hey I said it out of emotions but I do think it's it's very unhealthy that he loves the potential in her instead of loving for for who she is. So yeah. they're both very like you could tell that's a very toxic relationship. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Marshall is also I do get the sense that Marshall is a very patient man though, which is why when he finds himself at the at his highest stress levels, he's like, "Okay, I just need to remove myself from the situation so that I don't like say something I'm going to regret." And uh, you know, I just loved also meeting his sister. I thought that was such a special moment because I don't know why like I, I just uh, that was another moment I teared up because I she was too. just so supported and this is the best part about again like meeting the parents and like family members for me I think the best thing ever is when you sit down with the people that you care about the most and they ask you questions like hey like how did you meet Marshall what do you feel about him it's so great because the couples get to hear themselves through the eyes of their partner and I think that's so special because it creates a deeper bond and they're like oh like this is how he feels about me, which is why, like, I think I clung on to Shane, Shake so hard. I was like, Shane? I was like, what are you, pulling an Irina behind my back? (laughs) Never. No. No, that's exactly how I felt with Shake, because, like, when I would hear him talk about me to my family or his family, I was like, oh, my God, like, I didn't even realize this is how you felt about me or this is how you viewed me. And I think it gives the couples, like, yeah, just like a different lens into their relationships. I thought that's like was really sweet. Aw, I never saw it that way. <laughs> Deep D's getting me in my feels right now. I feel like my black heart is turning red. Red, 
<laughs> Finally, some blood's pumping up in there. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, you could tell Marshall's sister Morgan is really sweet. And I think it says a lot about the family he comes from, like a very loving and caring family. Fun fact, my friend Justin Glaze, who is from The Bachelorette, is Marshall's oh, yeah. cousin. Yes. I saw Marshall's TikTok and he's like, let me go set the record straight. <laughs> Oh, about him being cousins with Justin. Yeah, and he FaceTimed him. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, look, it's him. I was talking to Justin. He was all like, yeah, like, I was going to tell you, like, you know, that Marshall was doing Love is Blind. So I was like, what a small world. It's... We love it when family members do reality TV. I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> um, Marshall made a joke, too. He goes, Justin, Justin, how does it feel for me to be on the better reality show than you were on? <gasps> so funny but Justin was so sweet he's like you deserve the best bro like yeah. it was cute Justin's such a nice guy so um you could tell they just come from like a really good loving family and you could definitely see that also in like Marshall's personality we're going way forward to episode eight Chelsea's birthday party guess who the producers invite Josh good old Josh and Marshall was so so patient in that conversation with Josh because if if Josh was doing that to me or to any guy from our season you know there was there there was going to be a black eye somewhere yeah like are you really saying to him it's Mr. Celio girl and then being like we're good though right bro we're good yeah, right I'm yeah. like you are wasted out of your mind like he was so annoying I'm sorry but like can we I, it was just really really bad I, I hated him yeah he was super obnoxious you could tell that the the rest of the men and women also yeah. don't really like Josh. Like Kwame, I think, makes a comment. <laughs> yeah. He says, you know, I worked so hard to get this guy kicked off the island and he made his way back. Yeah. And even Bliss goes, like, I've lost so much respect for, yeah, and for Josh. Even Chelsea. Chelsea was like, um, she, she was like, like, who is that guy? <laughs> who brought yeah. him in? I yeah. will say, I think he was just very, very drunk, too. So I think that that also added to his obnoxiousness. But I, I hated his like personal comfort. Like, remember when he sits down with Jackie and he's like, oh, can I just have a moment with her to speak? The way he like the body language, you could tell Jackie's just like, OK, can I have a little bit of space? Because she's like, he, Josh is so in her face talking to her. And I, it just gave me the ick. Yeah. Her like body language was very closed off. Josh says a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. Like he says stuff, and I'm like, what is he trying to say? Again, I think alcohol comes into play here. I think he was just really drunk, but I, I just – I couldn't even understand, like, are you trying to hit on Jackie? Are you trying to convince her to leave Marshall for you? Like, what's going on? Yeah, remember when um he lies and said – in the pods, like Marshall, you weren't the only one that Marshall was crying over. He was crying since day one about every single person. I was like, you're just going to throw him under the bus like that? And it's not even true. Yeah, he's Josh is so manipulative. Um, he even says to Jackie, like when he says that line, like Marshall was crying over everybody. He goes, I thought you were real and I can't believe you fell for that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Ugh, gosh. But uh, good for Jackie for not responding. You could tell she's kind of like very closed off and not really entertaining that conversation with Josh. But then we also see in the previews that they're, they meet up again. So I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but I did find that it was weird that Jackie and Marshall showed up at the party separately, separately because in the last scene that we see them, so we see them fighting, but then they make up where she tells him, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they show up separately and Marshall alludes to the fact that they're not doing okay. So I was like, did something else happen 
you know, after that fight? Or is that fight still ongoing? Like, you guys didn't resolve it? So I was very confused. Yeah, and then also when Jackie walked in, remember, immediately Marsha was like, you're going to catch a cold. You need to wear this jacket. And my theory was that Marsha's like, you look a fine right now, and you need to cover up before Josh sees you. <laughs> like, put this jacket on, honey. <laughs> I kind of didn't like that he was so pushy. I agree. Like, <laughs> I'm like, let her show her outfit off. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you look hot in an outfit, like, there's been a – there's been times where I'm in like a short little dress and 30 degree weather. Am I going to wear a coat? No. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, thought it was really fun. Yeah, you're right. She was, he was a little pushy. It's like, let her just Yeah. Be. So I wasn't sure if, if it's because, you know, Seattle's cold. So maybe he was like, I don't want you to catch a cold or he was being like protective over her because Josh was there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell if like, Netflix was trying to like foreshadow something like about Marshall's personality like being kind of overbearing or like yeah. is that in a way because I don't know if you caught this too but when Josh has this conversation with Marshall mm-hmm. obviously Marshall like deals with that conversation very well so Josh goes I'm Mr. Steel your, your girl yeah mm-hmm. and um and I think Marshall's like yeah yeah okay um but after the fact he goes he says to himself what the fuck was that and he like cracks something in his hand yeah it was like a it was like a um plastic like plate type of thing it's like a little boat yeah but i feel like like that's being added in as some sort of foreshadowing like we kind of see that in the earlier episodes i think it was like episode two or three where like um marshall like cracks Cracks his his neck. neck you know because he's angry about josh's conversation with Jackie in the pod so I'm like are these moments like is this something we need to pay attention to I'm like, not is sure there a fight brewing or something yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to watch the next next couple episodes unfold yeah I think but, we covered all the couples though yeah. we covered everything that happened in in these the three newest episodes yeah I think we see yeah I the the summary of these episodes I think it's like you really see all the couples doing their first together like they're intertwining their lives you know they're cooking for the first time cleaning dividing responsibilities you know waking up together and yeah having tough financial conversations but yeah you can definitely tell the honeymoon phase is over and it's like time to get deep I know. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm so excited for the next set of episodes after watching the preview. I'm excited to see. Yeah. Well, not excited. Maybe I'm sad. I'm sad to see what happens with Jackie, Marshall, Josh, like that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Kwame and Chelsea, it looks like there's more problems to come for them. It looks like Micah and Paul will continue getting like the redemption edit. But we also see in the preview that she says to Paul at the altar, you know, before you know, I say my answer. I'd like to see what you say or something along those lines. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens with them. Um, again, based on everything we know, um, the wedding episodes are definitely the climax of the series. So I'm excited. Yeah. So lots to come next week, but I really thought that these sets, these last three episodes, they were pretty messy. Like there was a lot of drama. So this cast is willing to put everything out there. (laughs) Some, most of them at least. (laughs) Okay, I just have to say also, like, we absolutely love, love, love getting all of the comments and questions. So please continue to send them to us on our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you guys leave a review and subscribe because you don't want to miss next week's episode. See you next Monday. Bye.
Well, when we first moved in together, we didn't have Starling. So I paid the rent and energy, my partner covered the rest, then we'd figure out what we owed each other. I was a bit of a mess because the bills were always changing and, to be honest, we don't exactly have a flair for maths. But it's easier with a joint account. Now we just pay all our bills together and that way we both get the full picture over our money and that's made us much more relaxed about things. Do life together. Search online for a Starling Bank joint account today.